The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Sheila Walsh helps us understand that it's okay not to be okay. I want to remind you that God loves you right now, no matter what's going on around or indeed inside you. Life is a process. But the beautiful news is God is in it with us all the way. See, He doesn't look for perfection in you and me. He sees that in Christ. Hi, welcome. I'm Sheila Walsh. Welcome to Life Today. I have kind of a new project I want to introduce to you that I'm really excited about. Sometimes I get letters and maybe some from you saying, you know, you've written books about your struggles with depression or you've written about things you've gone through in your life. And, and I've enjoyed your books, but occasionally they've left me with a sense of what now? You know, what do I do now? So I took that really seriously and spent about six months just really praying and asking God what my next project should be. And so um, for the first time I get to introduce my new book. It's called, It's Okay Not to Be Okay, Moving Forward One Step at a Time. And the title might sound a little like kind of pop culture, but let me just say this at the top. This is not about self-help. This is 100% about God help. And we're gonna take this journey step by step together. But it started by me thinking, what would it be like if I was able to sit down with a much younger Sheila Walsh? What would I say to her? I wish, I mean, I wish I could take my 21-year-old recovering from teenage acne marked face in my hands and tell her, it's okay not to be okay, I promise. Would she believed me? I don't think so. She was determined to get everything right. It started with a photograph. I was cleaning out drawers the other day and found an old photograph under a roll of Christmas paper. I sat down on the sofa and I studied the picture. I'm in a white dress and a graduation gown, 21 years old, graduating from seminary. My hair is short and dark. It had taken about three years to recover from my experiment with a perm that left me looking like a pack of dogs had assumed my hair was lunch. In the photograph, um, I'm smiling, confident, ready to take on the world for Jesus. Honestly, my heart aches when I look at it. There's so much I'd like to tell her. Moisturize your neck. You'll thank me later. No, but seriously. If I only had 10 minutes, I'd cut right to the chase. I'd tell her this will not be the life she imagined. I'd tell her that she will disappoint people and they will disappoint her, but she'll learn from it. I'd let her know that she'll fall down over and over again, but rather than understanding the love of God less, she'll get it more. I'd let her know if your heart's gonna break, but she'll survive. And it will change how she sees people, not as causes to be saved, but as people to be loved. 
I'd let her know that sometimes the night will get very dark, but she will never be alone, even when she's absolutely convinced she is. I'd let her know that she's loved. I'd tell her to get rid of that punishing list of things she thinks she needs to get right. I don't know about you, but I lived so much of my life with a list of things to change, to, to do better at, if not on paper, then certainly in my mind and heart. I think most of us do. And the message is always, you could do better. Well, not only join the gym, we'll actually go. This new diet plan will work and by summer, we'll be bikini ready. Note to self, don't you dare ever buy a bikini. Even if you're thinner, things are not where they used to be and no one but your loving, supporting, caring husband really needs to know that. Or we'll start that read through the Bible in a year plan again. Last year, I got to May the 7th and I got distracted. And by the time I realized I was a whole Leviticus, 53 Psalms and Romans behind. Or we'll recover from the overspending and be financially responsible. We'll cook wholesome, nutritious meals for our family and sit down at least five nights a week together at the table. We'll reduce our television watching and read more books. Sometimes that is a message, the message that we have inside our hearts carry much more weight. Maybe you've thought this time, this marriage will work or we will get out of debt. Perhaps one of the most heartbreaking, our children will come back to Christ. We'll eat better to save our lives, not our waistlines. I don't know what your internal list looks like, but if it's anything like mine, it usually serves to let us know where we've, where we've failed, where we've fallen down. Lists are written when the kids are asleep or you've had a good night's sleep and a cup of coffee. Trouble is, kids wake up and that impossible woman you work with gets louder and more obnoxious by the minute, and no amount of coffee in the world is gonna help. And what about, what about our spiritual lives? That can be the most judgmental list of all. When we assume that God's love is based on our behavior, then you and I have set ourselves up for a devastating fall. I'll pray more, I'll share my faith at work, I'll read my Bible from Genesis to the maps. So why did I title this book, It's Okay Not to Be Okay? These words might sound a little bit like a bumper sticker to you, but not, not to me. I want you to know that these words were thought for. They could sound like the waving of a white flag, you know, surrender, six words of surrender, but they're absolutely not. For me, they are words of victory. I'd let go of beating myself up, trying to live a life that Jesus never asked me to live. The life my fresh out of seminary, determined to save the world, to love the unlovely, get nine hours of sleep at night and never let God down self, tried to live for so, so long. I don't know where you're at in life as you listen to this. But if I could sit down with you for a little while, first of all, I'd say, take a deep breath in, hold it for a second, and then let it out. 
do it again and again. But then I tell you, it really is okay not to be okay. That's why Jesus came. I gave my life to Christ when I was 11 years old. As I sit here today with you, I am 62. That's 51 years of falling down and getting back up. 51 years of trying to be worth loving. 51 years of doing the same things over and over, hoping they'll turn out differently this time. And yes, I do know that that's the definition of insanity. But hey, here's the great news. It's also 51 years of the faithfulness of God and this beautiful invitation from Christ to you and to me. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn, and I love this, the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything ill-fitting or heavy on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's Matthew chapter 11, the last two verses. What a lovely place to start, side by side with Jesus, learning. Doesn't say you'll get it right first time. Learning to live freely and lightly. I read an old Chinese proverb that said, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Second best time is now. I like that. These are hope-filled words. They say that we get to start again and again and again. No matter what's true in your life right at this moment, I want to remind you that God loves you right now, no matter what's going on around or indeed inside you. Life is a process. But the beautiful news is God is in it with us all the way. See, he doesn't look for perfection in you and me. He sees that in Christ. You don't need to be okay because Jesus has made you right. He's paid the bill in full. He's covered our not okayness. Okay doesn't live here, but a loving Savior does. And all he looks for in us is a willingness to take the next step. We can do that together with him. I've been asked so many times how I made it through the, the darkest moments in my life. And honestly, as I said, that's why I wrote this book. I'm going to say it again. This is not self-help. Self-help is no use at all. It's God help. So together, in the next few shows, we're going to look at eight simple steps to move forward one day at a time. When I finally made peace with the fact that I'm not enough and that that's okay, everything, everything in my life started to change. I want us to take a journey together that's practical, that's doable, something we can do every day 
And it starts with taking just one step, then the next, then the next. I join with the Apostle Paul in this beautiful prayer for you right now. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able, God is able, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. I don't know. Even as you're listening to that and you're saying, you know, you want me to start again? Do you know how many times I've started again? No, I don't. But I do know this. I've met so many of you on the road or, you know, you leave me little notes on Facebook or different places where you've connected with me. And I see this strand going through so many of our lives, and I include myself, where we think that on our best days, God loves us more. And we think that on our worst days, God loves us less. But the truth is that when God looks at us, he sees us through the shed blood of Christ. It's never, ever been about you and I getting it right. You know, we sit in the, the mud or the mess that we're in, and that's what we see. That's not what God sees. When God looks down at you right now, he sees the finished work of Christ. That's what Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. It's accomplished. I've done everything I came to do. How do you think it would change the church? How would it change your marriage? How would it change raising your children? How would it change our nation? If every single man, woman, and child who say they believe in Christ lived fully loved, how do you think that would shift us? Because so often we find it hard to extend grace to other people because we've never fully received the grace of Jesus Christ ourselves. I would really encourage you, you know, in the next few days to start to carve out a little time where it's just you and the Lord. Now, God speaks to us all in different ways. And that's why, I mean, it's beautiful. You know, some people enjoy a church service where we all raise our hands. Others prefer a quieter, more liturgical style of worship. That's just the beauty of how God has made us. But find a place that really speaks deep to your soul. For me, I love being by water. I love being by the ocean. And for you, maybe it's taking a, a walk somewhere in the forest or 
But don't you think it would be great if, if every single day we just began with this simple step of taking as much time as you've got. If you're a busy mom, I understand that, you know, life's crazy, but just alone time with the Lord. And I don't mean your time where you're studying God's word or when you're praying faithfully. I mean time where you just sit with your father. Jesus called him our papa, a very intimate relationship. And maybe you've not been told very kind things through your life. You know, people talk about um, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. So untrue. Words can leave scars in our hearts. And maybe it's hard for you to believe that you get to come as you are. I remember at a Woman of Faith conference some time ago, I'd slipped out the back because the arena was packed, you know, like 15,000 women, and I just wanted a breath of fresh air. So I slipped out one of the back exits of the arena, and there was a lady sitting, and she had a Woman of Faith bag beside her, but she was sitting on the sidewalk and she was smoking a cigarette. So I just went over and sat down beside her, and she immediately tried to hide the fact that she was smoking a cigarette. And I said to her, you know what, you don't have to do that for me, and you don't have to do that for the Lord either. You get to bring all of who you are. Now, if you want to quit smoking, then I think that's a good idea because it's not good for your health, but it doesn't affect the heart of the Father toward you. See, I don't know. Sometimes my heart aches for how little we understand of the perfect, beautiful love of our Father. Right now, if you had a terrible argument with your husband or your wife, or you said things to your children that you wish you could take back, and you have a list, an internal list of things you wish you could change, and you've fallen down one more time. I want to remind you that does not, that does not impact the heart of the Father toward you. Do yourself a favor, go read Romans chapter seven, and then read on into the very beginning of Romans chapter eight, and you'll realize we're all in the same boat and that's why Christ came to captain us all the way home. One of the things I love most about being at Life Today is the outreaches that we have. And many of you have told me that that's your favorite thing. Well, we get to do something pretty special every year. And it might seem like I'm coming in a little early talking about Christmas, but I think once you maybe watch this piece we have to show you, you'll understand why and that you and I get to make a big difference for children. Watch this. One of the things I've noticed is there's no kids wearing shoes, Harley. Almost all of them have no shoes. And the terrain here can be really tough, even walking in shoes, but much less barefooted. Jadu was brought to me here. I saw his feet and you can see the toll that has taken with him not wearing shoes, probably most of his life, if not all of his life. You know, the solution to these hardships is a simple pair of shoes. You think it's just a pair of shoes, but it's so much more than that. What this represents is so much more. It could save and spare his very life. Think about it. Even a little cut that he could get on his foot, stepping then into a bad source of water and infect it 
And so what do we do about it? A simple pair of shoes that really cost very, very little can change a life one child at a time. These little ones are in desperate need. They were so excited walking into this room thinking I'd get a new pair of shoes. You can be a blessing today by giving a child like Jadu his very first pair of shoes. So please partner with us to provide Jadu and children just like him all around the world with a brand new pair of shoes this Christmas season. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine your child never having had a pair of shoes? I mean, I was cleaning out my son's closet the other day because he's at college now and there's a lot of things he doesn't need. And I looked at all the different shoes that he had over the years that now don't fit him. But I never had to think, I can't afford to get a pair of shoes. And I've been in those countries where children are walking over rough, rough terrain, they're cutting their feet, and then they go into this dirty water. And that's where they get so many diseases. It literally can save a child's life. I don't know about you, but sometimes I think that at Christmas time, the amount of spending can be kind of overwhelming. Wouldn't it be amazing to shift the dynamic in all of our families? If we decided that some of the money that we were gonna spend on things that we don't really need and probably won't really use or wear and decided to change the life of a child. And we do, it's very, very economical for $3.60. That's all it takes to make one pair of shoes. So if you could spare $36, that's 10 pairs of shoes. Maybe you can do 72, 20 pairs of shoes. Or 180 is 50 pairs of shoes. Can you imagine that? And can you imagine the look on the faces of these children on Christmas morning? And you're saying, well, hey, we're not at Christmas yet, but no, we want to be able to get them all in and then get them shipped and I can imagine too the joy in mother's eyes as they're able to put very first pair of shoes on a child. I've had the privilege of doing it and it's amazing to watch the children dance around. You know, even as believers, I think sometimes Christmas has become so kind of corrupt and self-indulgent. You know, we just, you know, we run up debt and we do all sorts of stuff, we overeat. I, I want to change that and I'd really invite you to join me in this. And think how that would impact your own children if you're saying, hey, you know, we're just going to take some of our Christmas budget and here's what we're going to do. Now, if you're able to give a larger gift, and this is something my husband and I are going to do um, this Christmas, if you're able to give $1,000, then that's 275 pairs of shoes. That's like a whole village. Don't you think it would feel great to sit around with your family on Christmas morning thinking there's a whole village of children who have shoes for the very first time. So please, please join me. Would you give the very best gift possible? You can call now, you can go online. 10 pairs of shoes, $36. You can't buy a pair of shoes for that, but we can change the life of children all around the world. It's gonna be an exciting Christmas. Would you join me? Would you do it now? Thank you. Poverty is a killer. And because of it, children needlessly suffer, not only from a lack of food and clean water, but also from a lack of things we often take for granted, like a simple pair of shoes. Far too many children living in extreme poverty have never owned a new pair of shoes. And while that may seem minor in the light of all their needs, walking with bare feet puts them at risk of life-threatening infections and disease that could lead to crippling consequences and even death. 
By responding today, you can help immediately secure and begin shipping Christmas shoes to 150,000 children around the world. And for many, just in time for the holidays. Your gift of $36 will help provide 10 pairs of shoes. A gift of $72 will help provide 20 pairs. And a gift of $180 will help provide 50 pairs of Christmas shoes for children in need. As a thank you for your gift of support, be sure to request this beautifully crafted red crystal shoe ornament, a treasure to display at each Christmas. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request the Light Shines in Darkness Frosted Glass Candle, featuring a beautiful golden design with scripture from John 1.5. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help provide 275 pairs of shoes or two children with corrective cleft palate surgeries, and you may request the Bridge of Faith Canvas Print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. It's a great day when you can give until the least of these. I've hung out in this village all afternoon and I could not wait for this moment to be honest with you, but I've had a chance to play with the children. We've hung out and I've played at their playground with them, but you would not imagine what playground they play on. It was filled with broken glass, um, broken tin cans, all kinds of debris, trash, animals everywhere, uh, fecal matter everywhere. And I'm watching the kids play in this stuff. It was just awful. We would never allow our children to play in an atmosphere like that, but it's all they have in this village, and they were the happiest children I'd ever seen. And yet, even in that moment, we witnessed before our very own eyes a little boy stepping into something and cut his foot. And the reason why is because you'll look around and you see that most of these kids don't even have shoes, not hardly one of them. And if they do, they're broken apart and falling apart, and it's just not a good scene. So let's do something special this time of year. It's not just about a pretty pair of shoes. It's so much more than that. It's really about the quality of life. And something so simple as putting on a brand new pair of shoes on their feet that will protect their feet, whether it's infection, cuts, hookworm, whatever it is, it's gonna protect their life. It's so simple. Let's do it. Let's make a difference, one child at a time. They're a perfect fit. Oh. Thank you so much. And if the line's busy, please call back. And for any gift at all, this is our little shoe for Christmas this year. Also, I would love to send you a copy of my new book, It's Okay Not To Be Okay, so feel free to ask that. And also for that $1,000 gift, do you know that that would provide two children with life-altering surgery, cleft lip and palate? We can do that $500 for a child. So, um, so thank you. Let's make this a Christmas where the people of God are impacting where there's the most need. I'm so grateful for you joining us on Life Today and I look forward to being with you next time. God bless you. Are you concerned about your family being ill-equipped to manage resources when you pass away? 
Do you want to leave a legacy gift that impacts the lives of others? As a free service to our friends and partners, Life Planning Services, a ministry of Life Outreach International, is here to help with your estate planning needs and chart your financial future. Do not put off this important step to protect your loved ones and leave a lasting legacy. Contact Life Planning Services today. Aaron and Amanda Crabb, tomorrow on Life Today. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.